To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned in my opening, James Shaw has announced he won't be running for the Wellington Central electorate at the next election. Instead, he's nominated Wellington City Councillor Tamitha Paul. She, she joins me now. Good morning, Tamitha. Hold on, Nick. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Firstly, congratulations. Thank you. I'm pretty stoked, pretty excited. Um, it's going to be a massive year. Great. You're going to run as a seat-only campaign, forsaking the list position. Why? I, I think it's the right thing to do because I'm not keen to be an MP for the sake of being an MP. If I wanted to do that, I wouldn't have put myself forward for council last year. So to me, it's about representing the city. I have so much passion for Wellington. The election um, results from last year were incredible, and I think that that mandate just goes to show that people like the way that I work. They like the direction that I'm taking things, and um, so I want to I keep doing that. And I think for the Greens, it's about putting their best candidate forward. So, um, yeah, I'm real, real happy to have passion. How long have you known this was going to happen? Oh, it, it, it was total news to us. Like, I, I wasn't, I was not expecting Grant Robertson to come out and say that he was standing down. Um, so for me, it was, it was new. It was total news to me. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even see when the news broke about Grant. I was like standing in Bunnings whenever I was calling me, and <laughs> um, and I sat with it for a few days because it's like it's not a, it's not a small decision and. There's obviously the by-election that I have to consider and what how it makes people feel that voted for me. I've weighed up a lot of things, but I think on balance, there's more good to gain from having me at Parliament, being able to change laws and make systemic change for Wellington Central. Who who approached who? I mean, did you campaign for council knowing that, you know, there's an election coming up next year because it was the following year this year and you might have an interest there? No, I think the the big focus for me when I stood for council was, to be honest, I was expecting a different mayoralty outcome. Like, I was expecting a con- conservative mayor uh, and, a, and a right-wing swing, as we've seen across the country, and I was preparing myself for a, three years of fighting to retain the win I had won in my first term at council, so... Parliament and and the general election this even played a factor. Like if I, I think if I wanted to, I could have stood for the list and not stood for council. But like I said, I'm I'm really not interested in being an MP for the sake of being an MP. But I I really want to represent the city. I have so much love for this what it's done for me, um, and I, I think I can be a really effective representative. Can I just sort of get it clear in my head? Did the Greens ask you, or did you ask them? Well, I've got to ask, well, well, a lot of people ask me, and not just Green members, like a lot of people generally who are like quite progressive, but I have to ask the Greens because I've got to be selected by them. So I've got my selection meeting coming up on February 16th, so I've got yeah, to ask I get it. Paul Bryant so and what, then they'll nominate me. So what so you're I, saying, so, people asked you to stand, so you put your name in. Okay, yep. all right, we got yep. that. That's good, great. You're the chair of the Environments and Infrastructure Committee. Uh, are you doing a disservice to Wellington by trying to do too much? You've got some really big things on your council table. 
Oh, absolutely. There are massive issues to deal with, but I can promise Wellington that I can do my job just as well as running for the campaign as a councillor. Last year when I was doing my campaign, I was uh, finishing off my master's degree and I was running a massive campaign for... Um, for my council seat because I've said some pretty controversial things and I knew it wasn't a done deal and I had to do a massive campaign otherwise you know I thought I had a pretty big chance of losing but it it turned out to be the total opposite but regardless I'm always going to run a big campaign so no I can promise Wellington that I will do the job just as well um, that that I will remain totally dedicated um, to the issues of Wellington being responsive and effective to those things. You've been dead against the airport extension. Could that end up being the straw that breaks the camel's back for you? No, I don't think so. I, I definitely don't think so. But one thing about me is that I will always be really clear about my stance on all of the issues. And so I think it really is up to Wellington, like, know my stance on everything and it really is up to them whether they want to have me um, to remain at council or to go to parliament but I don't think any of my stances on any issues will bite me and I think Wellington actually chose councillors on the left and the right who were the most honest and upfront about their positions on different issues and I think people are sick of kind of um, not knowing what people that try to play all sides or stick in the centre you know I think we've got major issues and people need to put all their cards on the table and be straight up about where they stand. So I think people will appreciate knowing where I stand on that. I want to ask you how you'll get Conservative voters on board. Is that a tough question? No, no, I think (laughs) Chloe Swarbrick's a really good example, right? Like she's got pretty broad support in Auckland Central and I think it comes down to being effective. Like you... I think there are certain things that I've worked really hard on that most people can agree are good things, like enabling housing, um, you know, working on the bus service and making sure that the buses aren't cancelled, making sure that we're able to bring in the 100-plus bus drivers that we need, the waste truck drivers that we need. You know, people aren't even getting picked up because we can't attract workers to our city because it's one of the most unaffordable cities to live in the world. So I think I've got some pretty universal stances and universal that will appeal to all people because the reality is the ways that we're failing the most in the city are things that affect everybody equally. You know, you look at the slips, you look at um, the weather and people's concerns about climate adaptation and resilience. These are universal things. So I think that will appeal to everybody. Hopefully I've just got to make sure that I make that known that I'm here to work on the issues that impact everybody equally. Just quickly before I let you go, because I know you're a very busy woman, uh, what are you going to do better for people in Wellington than Grant Robinson did? I hope so, absolutely. That that is the goal. Um, You always want your representatives doing better than the last person, so absolutely. And I'll be taking notes out of this book, but I want to do it differently, and I want to do it Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Tamitha. All the very Thanks, best. Thanks, Nick. Have a good one. You too. Have a really good weekend. Uh, I hope, you too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to, to come on the show. So- if you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.